and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, Twyla, how are you doing today? I am blessed and so happy that we are uh, one day closer to the weekend. I am looking forward, living for the weekend, as they say. Yeah. Hey, I want to read a couple of verses out of Judges 7, uh, starting with verse number 2. I'm going to read, this is from the message translation. Uh, I'm going to read from Judges 7, verses 2 through 7. It says, God said to Gideon, you have too large an army with you. I can't turn Midian over to them like this. They'll take all the credit saying, I did it all myself and forget about me. Make a public announcement. Anyone afraid, anyone who has any qualms at all, may leave Mount Gilead now and go home. 22 companies headed for home. 10 companies were left. That's the equivalent of 22,000 men went home and 10,000 were left. God said to Gideon, there are still too many. Take them down to the stream and I'll make a final cut. When I say this one goes with you, he'll go. When I say this one doesn't go, he won't go. So Gideon took the troops down to the stream. God said to Gideon, everyone who laps with his tongue the way a dog laps, set on one side. And everyone who kneels to drink, drinking with his face to the water, set to the other side. 300 lapped with their tongues from their cupped hands. All the rest of the men knelt to drink. God said to Gideon, I'll use the 300 men who lapped at the stream to save you and give Midian into your hands. All the rest may go home. Uh, and and the uh, numbers that Gideon ended up with were 300. So from 32,000 to um, 300 men is what he, God sent him into battle with is 300 men. And, um, if you'll pray, I, I like to just talk about after you pray, if we can talk about how God does more with less, more with less. Okay. Father God, we thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you, dear father God, for blessing us throughout this day leading us, dear Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your presence. Oh, God, we thank you, dear Lord, that you have been so good to us, dear Father, and we just want to say thank you. We thank you most of all for your word, God, for it is your word that leads and guides us. It's your word that gives us understanding, and it's your word 
that God gives us instructions. We thank you for leaving on record the accounts that happened in the days of old, dear Father, for their lessons, oh God, that we can depend on, learn from, and move into, dear Father. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So, Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus that you're reminding us, dear God, less is more, God. When we are with you, when you with us, God, who can be against us, dear Father, who can prevail? So, Father, we thank you right now, God, in the precious name of Jesus. I pray for every person that is listening to this broadcast, that they will be encouraged, dear Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that, Lord, that when you're with us, you're more than the world against us. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 You know, um, when we talk about the economy of God, the way that God, you know, uh, the way that he does numbers, you know, we all learned our math in school. We all learned, you know, one plus one equals two, two times two is four, 10 minus five is five. But in the economy of God, it just doesn't work that way. He says one will chase a thousand, two will put yes. ten thousand to flight. In the economy of God, he's he when when he when Jesus stood at the in the temple and watched those who came and gave their offering, he said the the widow woman who gave a mite gave more than all of them who gave many, you know, some of them gave many dollars and uh or, or whatever their currency was. But he looks at it way different than what we do. We think if if I have a dollar and you have $10, then you have more than me. But little becomes much when you place it in God's hand. And you know, remember the the when Jesus was teaching and they they got hungry and they said, you know, there's so many people, we don't have anything to feed. Mm -hmm. And they took the two fish and the five loaves of bread and Jesus blessed it and break it. Not only did he feed the multitude, but they collected. It just is is astounding. They collected twelve baskets full. They started with not even one basket full. Mm -mm. Then they sure did five thousand plus because they didn't count women and children. And then they took up twelve baskets. Left. 12. It's just the economy of God is he he doesn't rationalize like we rationalize the math that God uses doesn't, it doesn't equate to, you know, what we learned in school because with God, less is more and he can take what you have and multiply. Now, when, when we are experiencing how God, you know, takes away to add, you know, you think, well, the only way you get more is you add, God takes away to add. He, he reduced the size of Gideon's army. He told him he, Gideon had 32,000 men. And that still wasn't a lot because the people he was going to fight had over 100,000. So 32,000, he was still outnumbered three to one. And God said, you got too many. And so you think, <laughs> what? I got too many. And he said, everybody that's afraid, tell them if they're afraid, go home. And 20,000 went home. 22,000, I'm sorry. 22,000, yes. 22,000. I mean, that. these are people who, you know what astounds me, Elja? These are people who signed up for an army. That means to fight, to potentially die, the brave, you know, 
and, until they know the circumstances though <laughs> and they were afraid so i want yep. first of all I, I think lesson number one is fear fear paralyzes and fear right. rob you of the blessings of god so you want to put fear every day put fear under your feet and you wonder well if i put it under my feet on monday how to get out because so many things in our life happen and if we are not careful, uh, fear creeps back into our heart. And so, so many times the most command given in the scripture is do not be afraid. And so we mm -hmm. want to start off with telling you, do not be afraid. God, for this particular battle, God told Gideon, if, tell them if they're afraid, they can go home. Amen. But you know what? And, and that's so true. When you, when you look at it, it's because... He also said, he said, because if I give Midian into your hands with the 32,000, he said, then you'll think you won this battle. And God always wants to get the glory for what he does. He's going so to get the glory. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. He's going to get the glory. We give him the glory. And when we experience of him moving mountains for us, getting engaged in our in the battle for us knowing that everything was set against set against us uh, like like a large army of people uh greater uh technology greater uh weaponry you know greater all this that and men will look upon and say surely we'll win this battle but god said no uh-uh i i can i'm greater than all that all I need you to do is to trust me, be obedient to me and do what I tell you to do. And when they won that battle, of course, like I said, uh, to this day, people are talking to, about uh, that situation is because God gets the glory. It's because the situation looked like in the natural eye that there's no way in the world that 32, uh, that 300 uh, soldiers can conquer a whole army. You know, it's that it is no, it's no way uh, that that could actually happen. So, you know, God has a way of doing things, and when He tells us to do something, we cannot walk in fear, and that's the reason why we have to take courage, even when you are fearful. But you know, God is greater, and to walk into that situation because God has called you to it, and whatever He called you to, He's going to take you through it. He's going to be the victor in the, in the whole situations. You just got to keep your eyes upon him. And, and I mean, he does this all the time you, throughout this, mm -hmm. this is a pattern that God does consistently. He said of Israel, I didn't choose you because you were strong or mighty. Mm -hmm. He said, I chose you because you were small and weak. And it's because of the, what he told Gideon, because I'm going to be glorified. And I don't, there, there's no contention for the glory of God. In other words, That's there's none. no question, did, did you do that or did I do that? Was that by your strength or by my strength? He wants to set the, uh, he wants to stack the deck so uh, far uh, out of your favor that there is no question when you win, it was by the hand of God. And it was I, by the hand and of I God. believe that's why uh, one of the main reasons why the scripture says of David, he was a man after God's own heart, because when David went to battle against Goliath, the, the few things that he said, he said, I don't want the king's armor, number one, because then we say the armor protected me, right? He didn't say that was why, but he said, I don't want the king's armor. He said this, he says, because when I was out in the wilderness, 
He said, the same God that delivered the lion and the bear into my hand, he'll deliver this giant. And I believe that that tugs the heart of God because mm -hmm. you are glorifying him. You're saying, I will take the giant down, not by my strength, not by my power, not by my weapons, not by your armor, but by the name of the Lord. And that's mm. all he ever wants you to do is glorify him and know that this is not by power nor by might, but through the spirit of the living God. And through the spirit of the living God. That's what he was doing with Gideon's army. He was showing them, um, this will not be by your the the size of your army, the strength of your men, the 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 technology that you fight with. It won't be by how well your uh, iron is sharpened and your sword and your bows and arrows are, but this will be at the hand of God. And if anybody's afraid, they should go home now because this is not for the fearful. The, and the, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So every day, every day, you um, take charge over any parts of, uh, of that spirit of fear that tries to creep into your heart, into your mind, into your conversation. You put doubt and fear under your feet. You pr proclaim that God has given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind and fear has no place in your heart or your conversation um, because we want to be those who stand uh, steadfast, who are unmovable and who are mm -hmm. things of God. We want to be those uh, who are fearless and who trust and believe. And that's the thing. If you, if you are walking by faith and believing God, that's it. Uh, Doubt and fear cannot abide in the presence of God. Amen. And you, the key word is walking by faith, walking by faith, not looking at the situation and, and determining it can't be done, not listening to what people are saying. You got, you're too small. You, you can't do this. You need more people. Not, not listening to those type of things, but listening to the voice of the Lord, because like we said, he wants to receive the glory. He he wants to, people to, to know who he is and begin to start operating in that same power. Those that are called by his name, he wants you to, to operate in that same power because he wants to, you know, he wants to show us things that we have never seen before. You know, he wants to do in us things that we never thought that we could do. He may have told you he wants you to do that. But in inside, you're saying, no, I don't think I can do that. It's too big for me. I don't have the capacity. I don't have the skill. I mean, there's someone greater that's smarter than me. No, he's not looking for them. He's not calling for those who think they're wise. He's calling you. That one that had been obedient, that one has been in his word, that one that is hearing hearing him and to step out and do what he called you to do. And he said, and I will do through you a great work. You remember Jesus said, he said, when he was on his way out, he said, you shall do greater works than, than me. You should do greater works. And the way that we do greater works is that we trust and depend upon God. That's the bottom line. It's a faith walk all day long. It's a faith walk. Life. It's all by faith, not by sight. And you know, it doesn't matter how big your test or how loud your enemy, how tall your giant, how wide your sea. Um, 
they that be with us, the power of God, the presence of God, the angel army of God, it is stronger and greater than all of the forces of the enemy that array themselves against you. Stand strong in the Lord uh, and in the power of his might. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging myself with the word of God. Uh, this is a yes. word for me. I trust and believe uh, that, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more that we share the word of God, speak the word of God, uh, ingest the word of God, then the, the deeper our faith grows in God. And, and the more we're able to trust him, even when we can't see him, to believe him, even when we um, have no proof or evidence of what he's doing, we have his word and we believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. He will manifest uh, right before your eyes what he said he would do. He will do what he said he would do. And, and just in, in um, Judges, so Gideon is going to battle. I mean, can you imagine you already are outnumbered? Mm -hmm. you're you already uh outmanned and god says but you got too many you're like how can i have too many i was kind of thinking i didn't have enough and that's the problem again because we think that if the enemy has a hundred thousand i should have a hundred and ten thousand that's not the way god thinks. that's not what mm -hmm. remember he said one will chase a thousand and two will put 10,000 to flight. So if he leaves you with 300, you have more than the enemy because it's not just your three. That's the part we, that's where the faith comes in. It's not just the 300 men you see that are fighting. It's the angel army of God. That's what I was getting ready to say. And yes. They, they make up the difference. You say, how can one chase a thousand? Because for every one of you, you got a thousand angels fighting for you. You got absolutely. So one can chase a thousand and you ain't doing too much anyways. It's the army of God that marches it, on your behalf. Remember it, when when um was it Elijah was uh uh who was the one who just, he said Lord open my servant's eyes so he can see that there yeah I was getting ready to talk about that yes that's the there's that's more it. for us than how can there be more for us than in our against us there's only two of us in this house because the angels of God have surrounded the house and they are your defense and they are the ones who fight for you all of even when Deborah and Barak went to battle let let the men to battle it says heaven fought for them god that's right will, god will cause the heavens to fight for you the angels to array themselves on your behalf and that is how one chases a thousand that is how you can send twenty-two thousand of your men home and uh, or even more than that you sent about thirty two thousand of your men home mm -hmm, only left mm -hmm. yourself with 300 and you still have more uh than the enemy and the way god fights it is our our weapons are not carnal we're not fighting against flesh and blood even though i look at an army and they look like flesh and blood but but what propels them is spiritual and and the way god does it he he does this so so many times in the scripture. He sent ambushment. He he made it. He made them think they heard. You know they thought they heard um, 
a, the sound of a great army. They thought they heard the enemy advancing toward them. They began to fight amongst themselves and God will send ambushment in the camp of your enemy. Yes, he will. You know what? I was just thinking, it, the Bible says, the angel says one put a thousand, two put 10,000. I said that this week. But then when you talk about 3,000, I mean, three of the, ain't, yeah, no, wait a minute, no. 1,000 put, I mean, one will put 1,000, two will put 10,000, three, and I I did the multiplication. That was 100 million angels. We did 10,000 times 10,000. And it's like, good Lord. I mean, if you look in the Bible, Twyla, there was times when those angels, when they, when they, when God told them, you don't have to fight in this battle. And the angels went down and they said they looked in the valley and all these people, all these men were just straw on the land. It was because the angels got involved in this whole thing and, 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 and put them down. And if you don't think those who are listening, if you don't think angels are, are are not real or they don't get involved. Yes, they do. They get involved with the warfare that you are encountering. They're getting involved in the assignment. If you speak the word of the Lord, believe it, they're going to get involved with the assignment. And the great proof of that is one I hold so dear is in, is in Hebrews 11 and is around about the 30, uh, the 34th uh, verse. But I'm going to just read the part B of it. It says, well, I'll go. It says, uh, although weak, they're talking about the, 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 the people, the people of God, although weak their faith imparted power to make them strong. It says their faith imparted uh, power to make them strong. Now I'm reading out of the uh, passion, uh, the passion version of this uh, translation, okay? And it says, faith sparked courage within them and they became mighty warriors in battle. Listen to this, pulling armies from another realm into a battle array. Those uh, those armies that they pulled into the fight but as a result of their faith, those were angels. Those were angels that got involved in that, that God had assigned to them that pulled them in the battle. I'm telling you, and I'm reading as well. It's called the war room, um, the heavenly war room. Listen, this stuff, it, it, and I call it stuff. This is for real. This is actually happening. So when God is saying to you to do something and you're looking at your own capabilities, listen, he's telling you for a reason. It's, it's like he's saying, I got you. All I need you to do is to step out on faith. All I need you to do is to believe me. You say you don't have the funding. You don't have the money to do that. Listen, just believe me. I'm, go I'm going to make a way. You say your enemies are coming against you and they're getting ready to fire you from your whatever. God is fighting on your behalf. And the situation may not always turn out the way you want it, but believe me, it's going to turn out the way that God has purposed and planned it to be. I, I, I personally don't believe that you, you win any of your battles except God dispatched the except angel God. Of, uh, that he has. Um, he says that the angels are uh, ministers that he sends forth to do his will. And he, uh, has assigned them to each of us, and uh, they carry out his will in our lives. They um, keep us from uh, dashing our foot against the stone, keep us from harming ourselves. The angels of God are at his beacon and call, and they do 
uh, what he has commanded them to do. And that's making sure uh, that we have victory over the enemy. I believe it with all of my heart. He says, I do too. We have entertained angels uh, unaware. And my prayer always is, God, I want to entertain angels with awareness. I want to know. Uh, mm -hmm. I just want to know. But God is so faithful that when, uh, like David, when he's out on the backside of the mountain tending to his father's flock, uh, he says, a lion came up uh, to try to take one of the sheep. And with my bare hands, I defeated the lion and then a bear and I defeated the bear. And he, and he knew he wasn't thinking, oh, look how great I am. Look how strong and mighty I am. He knew the Lord mm -mm. delivered the lion, the Lord delivered the bear. And he knew that uh, when I'm looking at this Goliath, this is a piece of cake because if God delivered a, a lion in my bear, into my bare hands and a, and a bear into my bare hands, oh, he can handle this. Uh, he's like, <laughs> why are you all sitting around hiding and cowering and afraid? He can handle this. And I, I am so appreciative to God for those moments in our life when he allows us to, to see his mighty acts so that when we get into other dangerous circumstances and situations, fear does not have authority over us because we have seen what the Lord can do, what he will do, what he has done. And we know that if he did it, then he'll do it again. And that, that is, that is why the Bible, I believe that is why the Bible um, says uh, of the saints, how we overcome the devil. It says the blood of the lamb and the That's word. Right of our testimony. When I begin to share with others what God has done through me, with me, for me, uh, then that gives them the confidence, the hope, the expectation that if he did it for you, he can do it for me. And so be sure to share your testimony. And isn't that the whole, isn't that the whole prep? preface of of why we have these 66 books recorded called scriptures yep. it's for our learning and our admonition and so that the faith of god can be instilled in our heart as we hear the word the testimony of the righteous it puts faith in us it builds us up and it allows us to to know that god is uh, greater than any power and that we can overcome the enemy. And so uh, we want to make sure that as you read scripture, you read it knowing that this is the testimony of the righteous. And this testimony uh, should instill confidence and faith in you, insight and wisdom and hope and expectation in you. If God can take an army uh, with Gideon and, and at 32,000 men, and he whittles it down to 300 men, less than a percent of the army he started with, and he gives them the victory, uh, not by the hand of that army, because that army couldn't, couldn't do much, but mm -mm. supernaturally fights their battle, and that's what he tells us. Uh, and, and I think it was Yolanda Adams that sang that song so beautifully a while, uh, many years ago, is this battle is not mine, but the Lord's. Yes, Lord. That's what we need to remember. The devil doesn't hate you. He hates the God in you. 
Uh, the enemy's not, uh, you are not the trophy for the enemy. Uh, when, when the enemy comes after you, it's so that he can uh, wave you in the face of God if you were to fall, if you were to, um, you know, curtain, like he told of, wanted Job to do, to curse to curse God. It was so that he could, because, you know, there, there's that thing going on and the devil is always trying to one up God always. He'll never, he'll never succeed at it, but that's what he's always trying to do. And he takes mm -hmm. the, 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 the thing that God loves so dearly. And that is all mankind. And he tries to use that we who were made in the image and likeness of God use use us against God. And, and we just want to make sure that our faith walk uh, is without reproach, that we are trusting and believing and anticipating the intervention of God in our lives. Expect signs and wonders and miracles and watch what God will do. He will take Amen. the little that you have becomes much in the hand of God. Less is more Amen. with God. Amen. Amen. You know, you had talked about as well as that when, you know, he was telling the people, you know, when he set them down on the ground, he said, because they were hungry and the uh, disciples wanted to send them, send them away. But you, you were talking about how he, you know, with the, was, was a fish and, uh, and the loaves of bread. And it said that he prayed and blessed it and multiplied it. And when he gave it to the people, it says that he had, I can't remember how many baskets were left over the fragments of the, of, of the fish and the, and the bread in the basket. But that's just the way that God is. I mean, he'll take a little and make a lot out of it. You, one of the tests that God did with that army or the test that God did with that army was he had Gideon take them down to the river and he uh, said those that drink water uh, like like a dog, basically. Those who lap the water up in their hands, he said, I want you to put them on this side. And those who kneel down and drink the water, uh, like probably like a normal person, I want you to put them on this side. And and you know, I heard I heard someone say this. Uh, there's many things that have been said about, about that test that God had them do. But one of the things that I heard someone say, and I thought, wow, that is powerful, is, is he, it was a, a preacher, and he said that God um, used the, the way that uh, God, for the separation, um, God took them down to the river and he separated them based upon how they satisfied their thirst. And, mm. and think of the water being God, you know, the spirit of God, God. And so how do you satisfy your thirst? And uh, he separated the men based upon how they satisfied, how did they drink their water? And that is how he separated them. And, and, it, and we're not saying, I, I'm not saying, uh, of the 32, roughly 30, 31,700, I'm not saying that uh, they represent those who were lost or those who went to hell or anything like that. What I'm saying is, because I just read it how it's written in the scripture, is that they were not the ones chosen for that battle, for such a time as this. And so sometimes it's just that we're not ready yet Sometimes it's just that we have, we need, there's some more 
uh, learning and growing in our faith that we need to do, maybe they would be ready. The scripture doesn't tell us, but maybe they would be ready for the next battle that would come. I don't know. But, but what I do know is that they weren't ready for the one that was uh, upon them. And what we want to do is we want to, uh, we don't want to um, get ready. We want to be ready. We want to stay ready uh, in the, in the presence of God. And so uh, as God makes, as God makes that call, uh, who's on the Lord's side or who shall I send or who will go? We want to be able to say, here am I, Lord, send me. We want to be able to say, I am on the Lord's side. Be ready. Um, answer the call. Whatever God is calling you to do, answer that call and be willing to do what God has called you to do. Don't be afraid. Fear will rob you uh, of the things of God in your life because he didn't give you a spirit of fear and doubt and fear cannot abide in his presence. And so when you look at it from that perspective, if I'm walking in fear, I am not in the presence of God. And I, as David said, one thing I desire and I seek after with all of my heart and soul and strength and might, I want to be in his presence. Mm -hmm. When you're in his presence, there is no doubt. There is no fear because he is the essence of possibility, the essence of miracle. He is the embodiment of all power, total power. And so there's nothing to fear when you're in his presence because he can do anything and nothing is too hard for him. We want to we want to challenge you in your walk with God to make sure that you are always, always uh, putting yourself in that place where you are walking by faith. And if at any time fear tries to rear, and it will, it tries to rear its head in your life. It tries to influence your thoughts or your conversations or your actions. You want to put that fear under your feet by the word of God. Just say, Absolutely. God, not give me a spirit of fear. So I rebuke that fear and I'm walking by faith and know the word of God. You've got to hide the word in your heart so that you don't sin against God. So you've got to know what the Lord has. That's the name of our program. What does the Lord say? You got to know what does the Lord say? If I'm, if I'm going to battle, what does the Lord say? If I'm facing difficulty, what does the Lord say? And it's when you recall to mind what the Lord has said, it's what brings or regenerates or, 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 or stirs up that faith in you to trust him when you can't see him and believe him, even when there's no evidence or proof. You know what, even as you're saying that, I'm just reminded as well and just want to give those who are listening to this is that anytime that you're feeling that fear, like, like the scripture says that God didn't know that it did not come from God. That fear comes from the enemy to stop you and to abort your plan. But it goes on to says that God did not give you the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And so with the knowing that, if you're feeling some kind of way in, in the processes of you being obedient to God, go to the Lord and begin to, you know, I think it's in, uh, in Philippians 4, and it talks about, you know, come to me with every, and this is the Passion Translation, with every detail of your life, go before the Lord, 
and, and talk to him as you're talking to an individual about the situation and, and also apply the word of the Lord. And, and then as you do that, what's happening is your faith will be encouraged. Your fa I mean, your faith will be built. You will be encouraged. And so I'm also thinking about even in Joshua, when he told Joshua, because Moses was dead and he told Joshua, now you take them in to, uh, to receive the promise. And he told him this, he said, be strong and of good courage. Why? Because he knew the enemy that Joshua was going to be facing. He knows what you're going to be facing. He knows it. And so just as he told Joshua, be, be strong and of good courage for unto this people shall, unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance, the land, which I swore unto your fathers to give you. But then again, he comes back. He says, only be thou strong and very courageous for uh, that thou mayest observe to do according to all, all the law, which Moses, my servant commanded thee and turn not. This is another command. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper wheresoever you go with. And he goes on to talk to Joshua, but there's some points there. One, be not, be, uh, be strong and be courageous. He says to observe the word and observe the law. And he says, third one, don't turn from the left or to, to the right. I mean, don't get distracted. Keep your face forward to the things that God has promised you and what he has said and walk according to that way. And if something get in the way, pray about it. Talk to God about it. And you'll see that he will remove that. It's a process. And God's going to give you the victory as you continue to follow along with what God has called you to do. And it doesn't matter who's with you, you know, sometimes we make a, make the mistake and thinking other people have to be in this with us. I can't do this by myself. I'm going to call someone else. They got the skill. No, no, no. God didn't tell you to do that. He's telling you to do it and to trust him to and, bring you through it. And, you know, the Bible says that, um, of Jehoshaphat and his army when they didn't know what to do because they were faced with an army greater than them. Mm -hmm. God always puts us in those circumstances because he wants to be glorified, always. And, and the Bible says of them, he says, we don't know what to do. That's was their prayer. Is that we don't mm -hmm. know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And I want to tell you that in, in Judges, in chapter seven, the verses that we read in verse five and six, when God told Gideon to take the men down to the river and have them uh, drink the water. The, the ones who drank the water like a dog. And if you know, if you can put in your mind's eye, when a dog is drinking water, and we, most of us have seen dogs drink from a puddle of water or a, or a pool uh, or a bowl, and they keep their eyes, they still are watching and observing. They are looking. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says of those who didn't lap the water like a dog, the Bible says that they drink the, um, it says that the, the 300 lapped with their tongue uh, from their cupped hands, the rest knelt down to drink. That's the uh, message Bible. In the King James, it says that Likewise of those, it says, likewise, everyone that bowed down upon his knee to drink, those were the ones that he sent home. When you bow down on your knee to drink, your eyes then are looking down at the water. I just believe that God always wants 
our eyes upon him. Always. Absolutely. Always wants our eyes upon him. When you don't know what to do, focus your eyes upon him. When you're going, was it, listen, when he told Peter to step out of the boat, when Peter asked, could he, he bid me to come? And he told Peter to come out of the boat and to walk on the water. The Bible clearly says that as long as Peter was focused on Jesus, he walked on the water. When mm -hmm. Peter took his eyes off Jesus and put them on the boisterous wind, the waves and the storm, the Bible says he began to sink. I'm telling you, as long as we keep our eyes focused on God, as long as we keep our hearts centered on him, our, so does our faith and confidence stay upon him. But when we look and that's our faith walk. When we look at the problem and listen to the noise and get distracted by um, the issues of life, then that is when fear comes in. That is when we begin to sink. That is when God says, yep, not going to use this one. Mm -hmm. We want to stay in that position and in that posture that our eyes are focused on him. So practically, how can we do that? I'm going to tell you practically some of the ways that we do that. Stay in the word of God. Continue to pray. This is what the Bible says anyway. Pray without ceasing, right? And um, uh, give yourself wholly to the word of God. I think in Psalms 1, I think it is where it says day and night. Uh, he he meditates on the word of God. The, the, the one who is blessed meditates on the word of God day and night. Pray without ceasing. This keeps you focused on the word of God. And, and you can tune out the noise and you can tune out the distraction. And then when you do those things, it's not so difficult um, to walk by faith. Even Jesus, he had to go away. He said, I, I'm going, I'm going to pray. Um, and, and he told the, the three disciples to come with him. He said, You stay here. I'm going to go further and I'm going to pray. And he focused. Uh, his attention on his mission and the prayer. You got to focus on God and uh, tune out everything else. And when that mm -hmm. distraction, because it's going to, it's a, per, it's a continual thing. It's going to continue because we are, we are living in this world. And so you have these things around you. So they're going to continue to nip at you to try to distract you. And what you want to do every time is keep your eyes on God. Amen. I, I second that. That's exactly what we're called to do is to keep our eyes on the Lord. And, and we're going to pray that that is what we're able to do um, all the days of our life. Keep our eyes on God. Keep our focus on him and watch God uh, do more with less. He'll take less and uh, he'll do more than we could ever do. Little becomes much when you place it in the hands of God. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the word that you've released through us. Father, we ask in, in Jesus' name that uh, those who are hearing this broadcast, even right now or even later, God, that, Lord, that they will be encouraged in the name of Jesus Christ. They will be reminded, oh God, to trust and depend upon you, to keep their eyes upon you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ and casting fear and doubt, dear Father God, to the wind, but that they are steadfast and unmovable and abounding in the word of the Lord, Father. So we just thank you right now for your word, oh God, that you've released right now 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that God, that we will be careful to give you the glory and the honor and the praise, oh God. And when men were asked, how did you do this? That God, that we will say, this, this was the Lord's doing and he did it right well. And that they will carry that testimony, dear Father God, to know that if you did it for us, that God, that you would do it for them. So Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that we know that there is no match for you, God. There is no match for you. That God, then when we trust in you, dear Father, you are more for us than the world can be against us. And so, Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.